Hello and welcome to another episode of Tea Talk Time. Today I want to talk to you about rest, but before we get into that, I want to share with you a nighttime tea from Puka that I've been using before I sleep. It's made up of oat flour, lavender, and lime flour. It tastes so good. It's really, really soothing. But I want to go into each of these. So oat flour improves blood flow, reduces inflammation, and boosts brain function. It's really good for improved memory, attention, and concentration. But it's also good for relieving stress, anxiety, and depression. So it improves your mood. Perfect thing before going to bed. We want to be leaving the day in the day and not bring it with us to sleep and to the next day. Lavender improves sleep as well, reduces inflammation, boosts immune health, detoxifies the body and supports your digestive health. It's also good for your respiratory health. Honestly, lavender is just one of those all-rounders. It helps with everything. And lime flower, how beautiful. Lime flower is great for colds and respiratory infections, also very good for your heart and circulatory and nervous system, and it provides relief from anxiety and tension. The perfect combination to have before sleep. So rest, 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 rest. Now, how much do you really rest? And when I say this, how much do you rest while not giving yourself a hard time for resting. Because resting while giving yourself a really hard time is not resting. So I want to ask you, how much do you really rest? And when you do go to rest, what stories do you tell yourself about yourself when you're resting? Are you telling yourself that you're lazy, that you don't deserve it? Who do you think you are? I'll rest when, because there's so many things on that to-do list each and every day, whether that be for your work, for your house, for your health, for your relationships, for your family, everything. The list is so long and we try and get these things done all in a day and we forget to rest or we don't think we should rest. And I think our culture has vilified rest right? It's told us that we are not being productive when we're resting. And we're all about productivity and hustle and go, go, go and on, on, on. It is not sustainable at all. Everything has a cycle, right? You have to gear yourself up. This is the spring. You have to go for what you're doing, the task you're doing. That's summer. And then you have to come back down off of that. You have to see, okay, what went well, what didn't go well, evaluate it. And then you have to rest and recoup so that you can go again. But a lot of us try and stay in this spring and summer vibe, right? We want to stay in this amping up, go, 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 amping up, go, go, go. And we're missing the two vital aspects to the whole cycle, which is the autumn and winter, right? This is the reevaluate, evaluate, think, process, and then rest and recover so that you can go again. 
I think this is quite topical as it's coming into autumn here in the UK and uh, I'm noticing it for the first time ever. I mean, I didn't grow up around autumn. Hong Kong is evergreen. It's always green. It doesn't really have that seasonal feel to it. But living here in the UK, I'm really feeling it with the trees changing colour and the leaves falling and the weather changing. It's really reminding me of my own nature and my own projects and my own cycles and the cycles within cycles, right? We have daily cycles, task cycles, project cycles, menstrual cycles, moon cycles, all the cycles. But as high achievers and borderline most of us workaholics, right? Or perhaps doaholics might be better. You might not think yourself a workaholic, but you're probably a doaholic, right? Even in those moments after work, you're wanting to do things, do the dishes, cook the food, prep for this, prep for that, do your workout. There's always doing, 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 do the self-care practices, even the good things. We're always doing. And we don't leave and breathe enough space for the being. And it's in those moments of being, in those moments of real resting, when actually clarity comes. Clarity about our direction in life, maybe solutions to problems that we have within work or family, relationships, health. Those are the moments that you're going to receive clarity of what to do next. Because you always know what to do, but it's in the moments of quiet and peace and rest that those messages actually get through to you. Otherwise, you're just busy doing all these things and you don't pay attention to the messages until it's too late, right? You either get sick, something happens, and now suddenly you have to be forced into rest, be forced into this wake-up call. So I want you to see if you can think what your cycle is, because doing, doing, doing is the quickest way to burn out. And I know for me as well, I've been through this, where your burnout cycles are sort of longer so you don't really notice them and then they get shorter and shorter and shorter right so then when something happens that's quite a lot for you to deal with it knocks you out for a few days right you your system can't handle it my burnout cycles used to be about eight weeks then they went down to six weeks and then recently about a month ago they got to about three days so i would push for three days and get a huge amount done and then I'd have to rest for four days. My nervous system was just on overload. It was not able to carry on at that level, right? And it's so unhealthy, it's so unhealthy. So actually I took the opportunity this month to try something that was incredibly difficult for me, which was to work for four hours a day, five days a week. Now to some that might sound wonderful, but for me, it was actually incredibly difficult. And when I mention this to my fellow friends who are also doaholics, um, always doing things, always thinking of things, planning the next thing in their life, their business, um, it becomes very difficult to even comprehend the idea of only being on for four hours a day. And then the rest of the day, you breathe space and you can do whatever you feel like doing that nourishes you in that moment. And that might be 
reading or going for a workout or a run or a walk or doing nothing at all. Just sitting with a cup of tea and not letting it get cold. And just enjoying, just looking out into the water, watching a sunset, having a chat to a friend. So it's important to notice your cycles, right? And if you can find the burnout cycle, you can also look for the warning signs, right? When is your body going to tell you that it's a bit too much, right? I have a specific felt sense in my body. I can feel when my body is saying no and I need to rest more. And so I'll have a longer sleep or I'll take some time, just some downtime and do nothing. Let my nervous system catch up and recover. And on sleep, do you know how much sleep you need? And are you getting enough sleep? Are you okay with your boundaries around sleep? Do you faff around for hours before going to sleep and then you struggle to get up in the morning? One of the things that I found useful to, I guess, validate my need for more sleep than I feel a lot of other people need is understanding my human design. So you can take a quiz and I'll share the link below. It's www.mybodygraph.com and you can find out your type your human design type, and there are five different types. And basically 70% of the population are what's called generators. And they can push, right? They are designed for the push and the hustle, right? They have that kind of sustainable energy. And for them, it's much better to actually push and exert themselves during the day and go to bed exhausted, right? They need to use all that amazing energy that they have and then go to bed exhausted and they'll sleep well. So if you're a generator and you're not actually exerting yourself enough on a physical, probably more physical than mental level, it's worth looking at the balance between how much you spend in your head, the energy you spend thinking and planning and doing those sorts of things, mental tasks, and then also the physical activity that you do. Because you want to be going to bed tired, ready for bed. Yeah, and you're going to sleep much better doing that. Now, for the rest of us, those are the manifesting generators, the manifestors, the reflectors and the projectors. We need a lot more sleep. All right, I'm a manifester and it has benefited me so much to have a lot more sleep than I would previously give myself. Right, I felt like there was this acceptable amount of sleep that I had to have and that was it. But it just wasn't enough for me. And so giving myself the space to have a lot more sleep and not judge myself for it or create these really negative stories around needing more sleep has validated my need for sleep and that I'm allowed to do it. All right. And it's been so much more fulfilling and rejuvenating because I'm not thinking that, oh, I shouldn't be sleeping so long. So use that tool to find out what your human design is and what your natural need for sleep is and then back onto the rest I suppose rest and sleep I differentiate from rest is also uh, sorry sleep is also a form of rest but resting during your day and also before you sleep rather than filling every five minutes with productivity right doing the dishes with the audiobook or the podcast in your ears is amazing 
but does it have to be every time, right? Can you breathe some kind of silence and quiet time into your life while you go about different things? And then just sit quietly. The funny thing I found about doing that experiment um, this month or the last four weeks with the working four hours a day, five days a week, and then just taking time the rest of the time to do whatever I feel like doing, whatever my body calls to do, is that I actually got the same amount done in the last four weeks than I did the previous four weeks, right? So if you think about how much time we spend busy being busy or doing things and putting all this mental energy into everything, actually the productive time of all of that is usually about three or four hours, right? If you work a full-time job, a nine to five, you're probably productive for three or four hours of it. And the rest you are eating or you're switching between tasks or you've been distracted by somebody or something. So actually you're only going to get a certain amount of things done in a day whether you spend four hours of productive work on it or eight or nine hours kind of doing it through that time. Do you know what I mean? So I think we need to drop this false idea of how much productivity we can have in a single day. You can't be productive all day, every day. It just is not possible. And I know for myself, I've always idolized this idea of being productive from the second I wake up to the second I go to sleep. And it's just not possible let alone sustainable so it's been really beautiful to breathe so much space into my life and although I kind of did it off the back of a burnout and off the back of you know with some family stuff coming up that I needed more emotional space to kind of process more stuff I actually realized that it's a good way for me to live sustainably because if I can do four hours of productive work every single day Monday to Friday then consistently without adding in the burnout time and the rest time that comes from when you've overdone it, I'm going to get way more done over the period of two months, three months, six months, 12 months than going into any sort of high energy exertion, you know, for a couple of days and then being flat on the floor for a couple of days after, right? And also you then build this sort of momentum, because there's nothing worse than kind of revving yourself up to do something and then you go and then you, you're you out, You've there's nothing left and you haven't finished. Whereas if you step by step move the needle forward in smaller chunks, you're going to actually get there probably faster than if you did the up, down, up, down, the extreme up, the extreme down, right? And it will be so much healthier for your nervous system and your health and the roller coaster that comes with life as it is. So yeah, I want to leave you with that. How much do you really rest? And what are the stories that you tell yourself when you do rest? Can you welcome in more rest time without the stories that tell you you should be doing something else instead? Can you just rest because it's time to rest and you're allowed to rest? And then after the rest you'll find when you've given yourself permission to rest, you'll actually come out of that feeling much more rejuvenated and ready to go on to the next thing. From me to you, remember to rest. It is quite magic. 
send me a message over on Instagram at Sam underscore M underscore Howard. I would love to have a conversation about this. Is rest really difficult for you? And um, yeah, let's have a chat. Until next time. Bye for now.